Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Off the Bench podcast. This is episode 14, and we are at the end of the NFL season. Very sad day. I don't know. I'm at a loss of words. It's been an incredible ride this football season. Football is when we started this podcast. It's all we've talked about in this podcast up until this point, but it's been awesome. But let's get into the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57. One of the best Super Bowls that we've witnessed, that, I, that I've witnessed in my lifetime. People are saying it's one of the best of all time, maybe. I don't know which other one you could really compare it to. I mean, every Super Bowl by itself is unique, but again, high scoring, you, you, nothing you can hate about it. So the Chiefs win 38-35. to Overall, great game. The ending, pretty anticlimactic. I don't think a lot of people wanted to have it end on a penalty like that, especially the way it was hyped up between the two best. Obviously, they're the two best teams because they made the Super Bowl. But record-wise, they're the two best teams, both number one seeds in their respective conferences. I don't think anyone really wanted to see the game end like that. However, for the Super Bowl, 113.1 million people watched, and it peaked at 118.9 million people, making it the third most watched television program in American history, which is crazy to think about, especially it just being the Super Bowl. And it is the highest-viewed Super Bowl since 2017, which was the last one the Eagles played in before the Eagles versus the Patriots when they beat them. Also, more on the game... In terms of the commentating, I think Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson did a great job. It's their first year together as a duo in the studio in Fox. They're replacing Troy Aikman and Joe Buck after they went over to ESPN to call Monday Night Football. But I think Burkhart and Olson, they both did a great job. It was nice listening to them calling the game. The refs called a good game. I mean, the holding call, it's literally between the viewers, it's split 50-50 on whether it was a penalty or not. It, it, could, be, it could be a penalty, it could not be a penalty. A lot of people are saying... Just let them play it out in the moment. Like, it's too big of a moment to call a penalty. But then again, it's a penalty. You got to call it. You can't not call a penalty just because it's a big moment in the biggest game of the year tied up with less than two minutes left to let them play it out. This isn't like basketball where the refs really can just let them play. I don't know. You can't really compare the two. But in real time, it looked like a hold. I thought it was a hold. Then when they put in slow-mo... Obviously, slow-mo changes a lot of perspectives of calls. That's why, for instant replay, I'm okay with it because it can correct some of the really bad calls, like the pass interference call from the Rams and the Saints years back in one of the games. That definitely could use some instant replay because that was clearly a penalty. I don't know why they didn't call that. But some of like the small stuff, I don't know. I feel like sometimes they're overdoing it with the instant replay. But when they go frame by frame, it does not look like a hold. But that's because, obviously, it's slowed down a lot more. But Bradbury did come out and say that he held Juju. Some people are speculating that he was forced to say that so that the league wouldn't look bad. Others were saying that he's true to his heart. He's holding himself accountable, which I think that's what it is. He's holding himself accountable, which is a big thing to do, especially after losing the biggest game of your life like that. Um, but... Whatever. It's in the past now. They called it a hold. It was a hold. But what about the field? It looked beautiful. It looked too good to be true, honestly. It was very green. Too green. They did a great job with the artwork on the field, especially all the logos. at the Obviously on the 50 and the 25s and in the end zones, it looked great. But everyone was slipping. Everyone was slipping. Jalen Hurts had to change cleats in between quarters. Everybody was slipping. I don't understand why. I guess this was the new sod that they were using. Apparently, they've been preparing this for a while now. And now they decided to debut it in the biggest game of the year when all things can go wrong. Like, that's a bad decision in the NFL. I do not agree with that. Don't like that at all. I, I don't know. It, like, they should have just... I, well, I know in Arizona, they normally play on grass. But this was a different type of grass that they were playing on, playing on for the Super Bowl. 
So I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But let's get more to the game. So obviously the Chiefs win 38 to 35. The over absolutely smacked. Pre-game it was at 50. Obviously this is 73. Whoever bet the over, congratulations. You want some money. The Chiefs obviously covered. There are dogs at plus one and a half. But we'll start off with the Eagles. So Jalen Hurts, hell of a performance. One of the all-time great performances in Super Bowl history. Threw for 304 yards and a touchdown. Ran for 70 yards, which led the team. And ran for three touchdowns. Did something that a quarterback has never done ever in a Super Bowl. That just capped off. Obviously, losing the game is not what you want to do. But just that performance really caps off an incredible season by Jalen Hurts. MVP caliber season. Obviously, runner up to Mahomes. Great game. It was a pleasure watching him play and leading his team to this point. But that fumble really changed the game early in the game. The Chiefs come down and tie it up, and the Eagles start off hot. Obviously, scored on their first drive. Then the Kansas City comes back and scores. But that fumble, that it really gave the Chiefs more hope because obviously they're down at halftime. It happened before halftime, but it really kept them in there because they, yeah, they could have been down more than ten. If that fumble never happens, the Eagles go down and score. It could be a whole different ball game. On the defensive side, they didn't sack Mahomes one time, which everyone was talking about. Well, I mean, and the numbers speak for themselves. One of the greatest pass rushes in all, of all time. They're like a handful of sacks short of breaking the record set by the 84-85 Bears, but they didn't sack Patrick Mahomes one time, which is, which goes to show how incredible the Chiefs' offensive line was, especially after the Super Bowl against the Bucs. They just revamped the whole the whole O-line, and it clearly worked. It showed in this game. Then the Eagles, as a team, had the ball for 11 minutes longer than Kansas City. About It's more 11 and a half, actually. So they had the ball for 35 minutes, 47 seconds. Chiefs had the ball for 24 minutes, 13 seconds. Eagles ran 19 more plays. They went 11 for 18 on third down and 2 for 2 on fourth. I love the fourth down calls by Sirianni, not afraid to go for it, which, I mean, not long ago, teams were punting the ball on fourth and two, fourth and three, kicking a field goal. Now everyone's decided to go for it. It's almost like playing Madden in a sense, where it's just you don't want to punt, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Quarterback sneak, wouldn't be surprised if the NFL bans that play. Because the Eagles ran it to perfection. Chiefs could not stop the quarterback sneak. It was almost frustrating to watch because from the defensive perspective, you can't do anything about it. They just they just keep getting it every time. You can't do anything. You saw Chris Jones jump over one of the linemen and try to tackle Hurts, which he got him. But then just that push from behind kept Hurts going to get the first down. It was just incredible to see. But going for it on fourth down, when Sirianni chose not to, and they ended up kicking that field goal to go up 27-21. That really changed the game because now they're only up six instead of seven. They could have went. If they, I mean, if, even if they didn't get it, they'd still be up by three. But really, I think that that really changed the game, him not going for it. Now going on to the Chiefs. They really had no run game in the playoffs up to this game. 180-something total, total yards. 186. I have it right here, 186 total rushing yards in the playoffs before the Super Bowl. So that's really 93 yards per game, which you really want to run a lot more than that if you want to be successful. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes, obviously, so that's going to help out a lot. But again, you need the run game to complement his incredible passing game. The Chiefs go out and run for 158 yards. The Eagles, who have been so run heavy and so run dominant all year, 115 rushing yards, and 70 of those came from Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders didn't really have the game that he wanted to have. Same goes for Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I think Kenneth Gainwell played good. I like Kenneth Gainwell. I think if Miles Sanders walks in free agency, 
it'll be no problem with Kenneth Gainwell taking the reins as the RB1 in Philly. But 158 to 115, the Chiefs outran the Eagles. And coming in to this game prior, the Eagles are averaging 177 yards per game on the ground. Chiefs 114. So they really flipped the script, which was incredible to see, especially Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is a dog. He is a freaking dog. He runs hard every single play. He runs angry every single play. Like whoever is in front of him, he wants to take their freaking head off. Love watching that. Haven't seen a runner like that in a while where they just run hard every play. He runs hard and then he, he runs hard, but he runs harder back to the huddle, I think, than with the football which is pretty funny to watch, especially he's playing with a big chip on his shoulder. He's taken in the seventh round out of Rutgers. He's just a great player. He's going to be a great in the future for the future to come in Kansas City, and I have nothing but respect for him. Then we'll go to the Chiefs' defense. They sacked Jalen Hurts twice on the Eagles' incredible O-line, who hadn't really let up that many sacks earlier in the year. So great job by the Chiefs' pass rush for getting to Hurts and getting him down and putting pressure on him. And yeah, as we mentioned before, Mahomes was sacked zero times. Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, 182 passing yards, three touchdowns, throws for two of those touchdowns in the fourth. Uh, in the second half, they score three touchdowns and one field goal on those four drives. Obviously, the field goal being the game winner. After punting the ball three times in the first half and scoring two touchdowns, the Kelsey touchdown and the fumble recovery touchdown. And then having that missed field goal was huge, especially with that the game winner coming up thinking Butker, might, there might be stuff going through his head from that previous field goal where he hit the the post. But he just stepped up and drilled it right down the middle. from, And he was standing in the paint around the 25-yard line. Drills it, ends the game, clutched up like that. It was amazing to see. Juju, one of their offseason acquisitions, obviously from the Steelers, came alive in the second half. Really all of his numbers came in the second half, just making great catches to keep their drives alive and forcing that late penalty at the end of the game that would eventually set up the game-winning field goal and then Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore scoring crucial touchdowns they scored the last two in the fourth quarter and Kadarius Tony had that incredible punt return I think he could have scored on it and then obviously Travis Kelsey six catches 81 yards and a touchdown he felt like he was wide open every play and maybe you could argue he's the greatest tight end of all time after this game I don't know he's getting old though who knows how many years he has left but the way he looked out there when he played, it looks like he's got a few more left in him. And then from our picks of the week last week, we had six total. Three of them hit, three of them didn't hit. We, obviously, the Chiefs money line. Tails, tails hit on the coin toss. Really got the, really had me feeling great when the game started. It's obviously starting off with a win. And then Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. And then moving on to the losses. Obviously, the national anthem. Incredible performance. The over-under was 127 seconds actual was 122, so we're off by five. Not bad, but it was an incredible national anthem. I almost brought tears to my eyes. First touchdown scored Devontae Smith. I thought on that one catch, he could have, when he broke away from those tackles, he could have broken away and scored. Would have made the night even better, but he comes up short. Then Kenneth Gainwell runs, doesn't get in, gets stopping in short, and then the Eagles go back to the, we'll call it the Philly Special 2.0, their quarterback sneak, and Jalen Hurts gets the first touchdown. And then for the Gatorade caller, we said it was going to be blue, Ends up being purple, which I don't remember the odds exactly on purple, but it was obviously not the favorite to win. So, purple Gatorade. Purple Gatorade is incredible. I think it's, I'm going off topic here. I think it's a top three Gatorade flavor. Purple, red, and blue are the top three Gatorade flavors. You heard it here first. Not in that order, though. That order, I have no idea. But that 
that wraps up our coverage of the 2022-2023 NFL season, which is crazy to think about. I remember the day when we started the pod, and it was week, I, I think it was week seven. I'm going to double, I'm going to double check myself on that, that it was week seven. When the first episode came out, obviously, it looked a lot different. The show sounded a lot different then. Oh, no, it was week nine. No, not week seven. It was week nine. Episode one, week nine. Checking it right now. But obviously made some progress on the show, changed some things up a bit. You notice the thumbnails have changed. This one's different, too, than the previous ones. But that will wrap up the NFL season. Our coverage of this previous NFL season. The draft is in 71 days. We're going to be covering all the offseason stuff that goes on, including trades, acquisitions, because there are a lot of people that are in the conversation to be traded. We don't know who they're going to be yet. And we'll cover the draft because that's where a lot of the rebuilding teams are going to get the players that they need to hopefully improve. But now, as for the show, we're going to shift to NBA and college basketball, as I said before. So, to start off with the NBA... This upcoming weekend is the All-Star Weekend, which is actually a great time to really transition over. So obviously, NBA All-Star Weekend, you can argue, is the best All-Star Weekend out of all the sports in America. Obviously, you got the Rising Stars game between the freshmen and the sophomores of the NBA. The Slam Dunk Contest. Four first-time players competing. You have KJ Martin of the Rockets, Mac McClung, incredible high school mixtape. He was dunking all over people. 76ers just called him up, so he's going to be in the dunk contest. Trey Murphy the third of the Pelicans and Jericho Sims of the Knicks. As I mentioned before, all of them are their fir- this is all their first time competing in the dunk contest. Got all these young guys, they all got bounce. It's going to be exciting to watch. The skills challenge. So we got three teams for the skills challenge. Obviously, you have the Antetokounmpo brothers, Antetokounmpo's, Yanni, Thanasi, and Alex. At Team Jazz, since the game is in Utah, comprised of Colin Sexton, Walker Kessler, and Jordan Clarkson. Then you got Team Rooks, who were some of the top picks in this past year's draft. Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, and Jaden Ivey. We have the three-point contest. You have Tyrese Halburton of the Pacers, Tyler Hero of the Heat, Little the Pacers. You got Kevin Horder of the Kings. You got the two Trailblazers, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons. You have Laurie Markkinen of the Jazz. And you have Jason Tatum of the Celtics. That's going to be an exciting three-point contest. Then we have the Celebrity Game. Then we have the first annual G League Next Up game. The first time they're doing this, where they're going to have 24 of the G League players, I believe eight or nine from the G League Ignite team, will be competing in this game. So we're going to see a bunch of these young and upcoming talents. They'll be able to showcase their their skills to everyone watching. Then we have the HBCU Classic between Grambling State University and Southern University. And then obviously the All-Star Game. Team Giannis and Team LeBron. I don't know how many times this has happened where they've been the captains, but I feel like it's been... More than two, more than three times. But they're changing something up for it this year. The draft is right before the game. They would do the draft a few days prior, but now they're doing it literally right before the game, maybe half an hour, an hour before the game. And this is to give it more of a pickup game feel. That's what I'm interpreting it as. To where you're like, let's say you're at the the ball courts, you got a whole bunch of guys there, you gotta pick teams. I mean, obviously you have the captains choose now, and then you just pick, 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 and those are your teams. That's the vibe that it's given, which I think is very cool and should make up for an exciting All-Star weekend. And for college basketball, we do have March Madness coming up very soon. Selection Sunday is March 12th, but the top 25 looks a lot different than people have expected. You have three teams, three 
out of the four Final Four teams from last year that are unranked. We'll start off. Duke, North Carolina, and Villanova. Three of the Blue Bloods that are not ranked in the top 25. They're literally on the bubble. They might not even make the tournament. And you have another Blue Blood, Kentucky, who is also unranked. And it seems like ever since St. Peter's 15-seed Cinderella team from last year beat them, just everything's gone downhill. It hasn't gone great for Kentucky. They're unranked. They're really on the bubble to make the tournament, too. And a look at the current top five. You got Alabama at one, Houston at two, Purdue at three, UCLA at four, and then the defending national champions, Kansas, at five. So a lot of different faces, a lot of different teams making up the top of college basketball, which is going to make for, obviously, an exciting tournament because you get sick of seeing the same teams doing the same stuff every time. So it's definitely going to be exciting. And, you know, we'll end the show on that. Just a small transition into what we're going to be talking about. So I think next week we'll recap the All-Star game, get into more of how each of the conferences are looking. The trade deadline was last week, so we got some new faces on some different teams. We're going to yeah, we're gonna look more deeper in the NBA, and same thing for college basketball. After a week, we'll see how all the teams are standing, look at some bracket predictions, see who's going to be in, who are the last four in, who are the first four out, next four out. We're going to look more into that. So we'll end the show on that. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you have questions, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can look on the thumbnail. All the socials are down at the bottom. That's something we're doing now. Make it easier for people to access them instead of having to listen and type them all in. They're all right at the bottom of the YouTube thumbnail. The Gmail, offthebenchpodcast34 gmail.com. Spotify is off the bench podcast. The Instagram, off underscore the underscore bench underscore podcast. And the YouTube, off the bench podcast. So thank you all for watching. Hope you all have a great week. Enjoy the NBA All-Star Weekend. Enjoy some college hoops, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks.